Good morning. I hope you guys are well. I'm very excited to be doing a podcast episode today because it's going to be a little bit of a different one because I'm going to be talking about money and finance and how I started growing my business and whatnot. And I know I sometimes like slip things in now and then, but I wanted to do a whole episode dedicated to it because what inspired me to do it was I, the last five days, I was at Loughborough in England visiting friends and it gave me kind of a realization that you know what I do actually have some stuff some knowledge about money again I'm not a professional but I do have some knowledge and mindsets that I have that maybe other people don't and not other people don't and that's not what I mean the podcast be about but more of like it was interesting to see how interested the friends were about money stuff or or like stuff like that so I basically wanted to share with you guys and I put up a question box on my Instagram. And I'm basically just gonna go through questions that you guys have literally asked and just say what I know. Now, again, all personal experience. And second disclaimer is I know that, well, we're going through a crisis at the moment, obviously, a lot of people struggling with money. And if, let's say it's a sensitive topic right now or not something you quite wanna hear, basically this is a disclaimer that I'm aware that this is going on right now, but I'm delving into kind of the things I've learned and what I've done, but don't take it in the way of that, like, I'm not understanding that there is a crisis going on at the moment. So which question should I start with? Okay, let's start with (laughs) when did you first start making money from social media? So I started my social media accounts August 2020. I grew quite quickly, like within the first month did I reach 30,000 followers, which was pretty insane. I... I remember back then, like, I was scared to even charge, like, £10 for an Instagram post. Obviously not knowing what you can charge now, and that's the interesting thing about social media. Like, when you start social media, you have no, there is no guidelines on what you should and what you can charge for a post. Now, I, so I basically didn't really earn money for the first, like, two months or something, and... If, if anything, that was when, like, my motivation was at its height. Not even at its highest. It was just a complete passion project. But I basically started earning money in October. I signed my first... Well, I basically signed Misfits contract in October. And I signed my Gymshark athlete contract a little bit after that. So that's when I first started making money. When I signed long-term partnerships with these two companies. Um, and basically got given a monthly salary on top of commission so anybody that uses my link or codes gets money through that i also had youtube on at the time but i'm pretty sure i didn't have ads going on so i was making these youtube videos that were getting like so many views and i just didn't have my ads on so if i had ads on then i'd be earning money through that and then i actually got a question about creator fund on tiktok now i am not on creator fund and i think it's interesting because i think people assume that you are on it this is my knowledge about TikTok and Creative Fund. So when I, I think it was something like back then, when you hit 100K, could you turn on Creative Fund, which is basically like money per view. So you could be earning money from Creative Fund. And I texted one of my TikTok friends at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to go on it. And he was like, wait, 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 don't go on it. I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, apparently it like limits your views. And I was like, that's very interesting. And that kind of shifted my perspective of what TikTok is about. I don't make, I don't get direct money, or at least at the time I did not get direct money. Well, I don't still. I don't get direct money off TikTok. TikTok does not pay me. What I use TikTok for and what I use all my accounts and platforms for is growing my brand. 
TikToks help me reach more people, helps me grow my brand and it helps me, I get views, right? So then what happens is, my mindset was when I hit 100K and stuff, I was like, don't turn on creative fund, just keep growing for yourself because then basically companies will come to you and you can charge more money. You're like, no, I now charge this amount. I charge this amount because I've now got 200K, 300K, now 1.2 million. So it's almost like, if you're starting your social media accounts, be very, like, don't rush into trying to earn money. That's not what it's there for. Your social media account should come from a place of like, what's your why? What are you trying to spread? Make that your main thing. Treat it like a brand, right? Treat your company as a brand. Try build it first and then try and monetize it when you you have that accessibility to do that. I don't even know if that's the right term. But yeah, so when did I start earning money? I started earning money two months in, I think. I probably earned maybe like 100, 200 pounds before that. But what was very interesting was I quit my, so I was working at Waitrose, which basically just like a grocery shop in England. And I quit that one month into my social media journey. And I kid you not, didn't earn more than 100 pounds from social media then. But I quit the job knowing that I was gonna do more. I was like, I went to my mom, I was like, this is taking time away from what I wanna do because I was like creating content and it was such a new thing back then. I was creating these videos and I was like, and then I have to go do an eight hour shift in a grocery shop. And I was like, it's, and it was making me depressed. Like that shop was not good. Like it was cold. I was cold. It was gloomy. It just stripped what I loved to do. And because I was living at home at the time, I was like, I don't actually have that many expenses. And I, and I don't think that like, I just had this intuition and my mom was like okay and my stepdad was like but you're not earning money yet through it and I was like I don't care like I just took that jump I quit my job in the next month did I sign contracts for a lot more money than what I was earning um so yeah it was just crazy so I took that jump and I did that I don't really know where I was going with that okay so then we're going to be going on to like so I've started earning money what happens next so as soon as I signed my first contract my mom I obviously told my mom how much money I was like oh this company's giving me this much a month and she was like well you need to be like you need to get your taxes and you need to get an accountant because basically guys when you start earning more than like what is it like if you start earning more than 12k you need to basically pay taxes so I what's it called 12k a year by the way so I realized I was gonna be earning more than that so my mom basically hooked me up with a friend of a friend who was an accountant and straight away did she basically I remember at the beginning oh my god it was like so hard it was like all these foreign terms like dividends and ISAs and and like these and just just payroll and just like terms that I just did not know I was like "Mm, what does that mean and like I remember she was so sweet she just kept she was really there for me she just kept explaining things and that's how it is at the start like it's always new and then it's so weird now like when I meet like I can't tell you like I'm not I wouldn't say worried but like the amount of like influencer people my age and I'll like talk to them like we'll be talking about stuff and I was like are you paying like are you doing your taxes are you like paying and they're like what and I was like oh my god anyways moving on so I had an accountant and basically what we did was set up when you start earning money for yourself there's several options you can do now the best financial option is to set up a limited company so for example if you take misfits if you've heard of that the company I work for they would be like Misfits Health Limited. So that is their company name. So I made mine Anaracha Fitness Limited. I own that company. I am the employee and employer. So I am like the boss of the company, but Anna Archer, so me as like a resident of the UK, is an employee of Anna Archer Fitness. So then basically all the money that I earn that has anything to do with Anna Archer Fitness, so that is YouTube revenue, salaries, that is paid promotions, any money that I earn, any streams, 
everything gets put into the Anna Rocha Fitness Limited bank account, right? That's that's the business account. And then what I do is I pay myself minimum like wage into my Anna Rocha personal account. So I pay myself that. Now, what is very interesting and I guess about the social media thing is I don't live off that money that goes into my personal because anything that any anything that I spend my money on that is towards Anaracha Fitness gets to be an expense. So I hope I've explained this right. And I share that stuff with a lot of gratitude, the fact that I'm able to do that. But I know that like, this is not just a thing if you're social media, like if you have your own business, like my mom has a paddleboarding business and she gets to put her car through that because she drives their paddleboards. She gets to put through like, you, every business has different things that you can put through, but because like social media and YouTube, because a lot of the things are business, ex- like can be business expenses because I film my whole life, very lucky to be able to do that. So that's me explaining that section of it. So then also within the limited company, I can employ other people. So I've employed Alex, who's my manager. She edits, she graphic designs, she brings me other business deals. I pay her an income out of the Anna Arch Fitness Limited, which is also an expense. Now, I know there's a lot of information here and I'm just trying to like get out what I know. So if it's like mumble jumble, I'm sorry, but you could ask, but Anna, what, what, what do you mean by expense? What do you mean by whatever? So think about, the money coming in, let's just give a figure, like, I don't even know what to give a figure, let's just say we have a hundred thousand coming in, if I don't spend any money on my business, I only bring in money, I would have to pay tax on a hundred k that I'm earning, but if I have expenses, let's just say I have 50k of expenses, that means on record am I producing 50k because we've got 100k which is what I'm earning minus the 50k which is what I'm spending so for let's say on record I am earning 50k a year because yeah you get it it was an expense so then I pay tax on 50k right so there's so that's a very simple analogy of why like you need to have the business expenses within your self-employed company because it brings your tax down and then another thing to extract from this, the reason why you want to be putting things on as a business expense. So for example, if you're a personal trainer and you have a personal training business, you want to be putting down equipment. You want to be putting down petrol that gets you to the gym. You want to be putting your gym membership. You want to be putting your phone because you are contacting your clients through that. You can take out clients for meals because you can put that down as a business expense as like a meeting with clients. So you want to be paying through your business because this is another glimmer, glitter, I don't even know, piece of magic. It's almost, imagine when I take money out of my business and transfer it into my personal it's almost double the amount of money that I'm spending because I'm getting taxed on it. I don't know if I'm explaining this, but let's say I take out two pounds out of my business and I put it into Anna Archer. I'm getting taxed on that two pound. It might cost me 25p. Now this is very rough guys. So it's actually charging me two pound 25. Obviously, so if you take out a lot more money, like if I take out 10k, it's going to charge me 12, 13k, so it's gonna charge me like more money. So basically, if I spend out of my personal account, it's actually more expensive than using it in my business account. So charging, like basically paying out of my business, not only is it 
not more money but it's also less money because it's making my overall income less because I'm having more expenses <laughs> have I just confused you guys I have no idea because I've confused myself but it doesn't matter we're not perfect at this and I'm not perfect at explaining so that's one thing okay so then the way that like you manage your expenses is every time I tap my card on my business I have to keep a receipt if I can't get a receipt I can't tap so like if I'm somewhere and I think that like let's say you're in another country and it just doesn't look like there's going to be a receipt I can't tap my card even if I think it's a business expense just because to be able to file it for a business expense you have to have proof so every time I tap I have to ask for a receipt I then immediately take a picture so just in case I lose the receipt I have a picture I then put the receipt somewhere safe and then ideally once a week would be great but realistically I do it once a month I have a big pile of receipts I sit down at a coffee shop and I file my taxes and what that means is I have a zero account which is basically x-e-r-o it's like zero with an x I have an account and it's an accounting account and it comes up a little like thing on your phone and it says uh let's say 100 pounds at urban outfitters i click on it i take a picture of the receipt i then write clothes for instagram post i then tap on the reason for spending and it's called like for mine it would be expenditure for shoots because it is something that is allowing me to take videos and photos and whatnot and then that gets filed away and then that basically can be allowed as an expense so basically i have to do that so that's with like everything I spend, I have to have a receipt. And then obviously like things like a grocery shop or some clothes, they're like small expenses. And then things that are really good for my business and stuff is like buying a new laptop, buying a new phone, buying headphones, um, buying a car or whatnot. Like those things are obviously bigger chunks of money that will have more of an impact. Now you could be asking, and this is what I asked myself, Anna, but how do you know the exact optimum level of spending to become tax effective but also not spending all your money so that you're like that it's not whatever I have a vague idea but if I'm being truly honest I don't know completely which is why after this podcast recording I will be texting this financial advisor that I've been given and she apparently is really good and she will like completely like I this is what I need because sometimes I don't like the fact that I'm you know I'm 21 and I'm female and with already those numbers and gender, I know less about money than your average, not average, okay, you know what, I do know a bit more about money, but let's say I know less than a guy that works in stocks, that that knows stuff about money. I want to be there. I don't, I think we should all, whether you're a female, whether you're a male, whether you're young or old, we should all know about money. The more you know about money and how it works and how tax works and how all of that works, it will make you just more aware and more safe that you know what you're doing. So this is kind of like, I'm putting out this podcast to share what I already know, but also like a little reminder, like you're allowed to learn about money and it's a good thing and it's a good thing to know. And I actually just got given Rich Dad Poor Dad by my friend that I went to go visit in Loughborough. And I am gonna read it because it's, so I would really recommend going on YouTube and typing in Rich Dad Poor Dad. And just watch the YouTube videos on it because that really shifted my mindset on a lot of things. And I haven't read the book, but I've watched the YouTube videos. But I was like, you know what? I should probably read the book because the book always has more knowledge. So that's my next read. So I would highly recommend. Quickly, swiftly moving on about this. What it basically says is there is a rich dad and poor dad mindset. 
poor dad mindset is like you must work a nine to five you must have an ordinary salary pay all your taxes not invest not you know not try and like hack your money not hack your money but like do things to be more effective you don't want to be earning too much money you want to stay in the government system all of that stuff and it's very interesting because like that is how I was grown up and like my mum would always kind of be like when I started earning money she was like do you need to earn more money why do you need to earn more money can you not just be happy with what you're earning because I was earning really good money but I also have my mind I also have my head switched on and I know what I should be earning and I know I can be earning more so I'm constantly looking for like not even constantly looking but like when I know that I can ask the companies that I work for for more money I do and I get what I deserve and I've got my head switched on in that way and at a period of my life like in the last two years did my mum kind of you know I love my mum she probably she I know she listens to this podcast did some mindsets like I had like I say learned behaviors from my mum of like oh yeah maybe I shouldn't earn more money and it was a massive breakthrough when I went to London and I stood my ground and I was like no I'm not doing this anymore and I when I moved to London two months in and I really got my head straight with like all this money stuff how much I could be earning like all that stuff Anyway, swiftly moving back to rich dad, poor dad. I had a really big breakthrough in London and I was like, shit, like if I, if you keep the limitations of what you should be earning and what you can only earn, I will tell you now, you will only earn that much. If you walk around saying you are broke, you will be broke. Now, that is me being kind about the, not me being kind, that may seem that I'm not being kind about the current situation, but I am, I like, I'm talking about before this, when I was 16, when I was 15, I was doing the same amount of hours, if not less hours of work. Like I would work at the weekend at a coffee shop. My friends would work weekend and maybe a weekday or a lot more of the weekend. I always had a bit more money. I never walked around saying I was broke. Those words do not come out my mouth because you want to know why? I did not have money when I was younger. Like my mum, like we did not have money we would live in my mum's apartment not my mum's apartment we would live in my friend's attic we would live in my auntie's house my mum you know it was so weird like I'm really I'm jumping around topics but again I don't care um when I was younger we would be debating whether to buy a sandwich whether whether to share a sandwich between me and my sister it wasn't oh let's have two sandwiches let's have one and share this is what I mean the level of stress that I took on from my parents about money like I kind of knew what was going on now so within that, did I learn money is a very precious thing and you save it? That was what I had learned. And I walked around, I never said I was broke. And it was so funny because like my friends had parents that could give them money. And, but, but at the same time, not, not overly treat them. Like they could if they needed to, but they also had their jobs and they were working hard like me. But they would walk around saying they were broke and that they never had money and like they would get paycheck and they would be working paycheck to paycheck. Whereas me, it was like, I could always tap my card. I could always tap my card but the thing is with that is I didn't. Like, I did tap it when I wanted it and I could always get what I want. Like, I could get my £3 Starbucks and I could go on a lunch meal and pay for my £15 burger, you know, as you do when you're younger. But I wouldn't tap my card at silly things. Like, and I don't even know what those silly things were because I was so confused why my friends would, their bank accounts would always drain. And I know I'm not the only one like this because I have another friend who's the same. Like, she would always have money on her. And it was so interesting because she is the exact same position. She, like, her family didn't have much money growing up. And, like, she always had to help out. And she has her head switched on. So, so I definitely think there's, like, this extra drive when you grow up without money. Um, so, gosh, where was I going? I don't know. Rich dad, poor dad. So I obviously grew up. My mum had these mindsets. But 
the rich dad mindset is about like get out of the government system get out of the fact that you can only be earning a certain amount and that you should only be earning a certain amount life is a fucking game let me tell you that life is a game we are in a game i almost think we're in like some sort of simulation but we can earn we can do what we want and like another thing that i've realized is i have leveled up like the last two months again i've had some money not even money shifts some perspective life shifts but I've almost like leveled up because I am, I don't know how to explain this, but so I'm earning obviously a good amount of money, a very good amount of money the last two years, very consistent and only getting more. And, but I'm, I'm a natural saver. So even though for me, I'm like, wait, I can like tap my card and buy a new phone and buy new headphones and buy this and buy that. And I can go shopping whenever I want. Like, for me still, I hadn't bought a car, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, like, like, if I talked to my friends, they're like, and I would have bought a car two years ago when you were earning, I was like, I know, but I, naturally, I'm just more on the saving end, what is interesting was the shift when you have, when, when you have the knowledge, you have an abundance of money, now, again, as I said, the last two years, I did have a perception that I had an abundance of money, because I wouldn't stress, like, when you, I wouldn't stress when I tapped my card, because I tap my card and I go, I have an abundance of money, I have money, boom, I can tap my card, so whether you do that in, like, I can buy my two pound broccoli, because I have an abundance of money, and that means you have 30 pounds in your bank account, but you say, I have an abundance of money, I can tap my card at two pound broccoli, that mindset shift, I think, does well, and then obviously you level up, and let's say you have 100 pounds in your bank account, and you go, I can tap my card at this four pound coffee on the weekend, and then you level up, and you, you keep leveling up, so I'm able to, so point in my journey where I could tap my card at 100 pound, 200, 300 pound shopping trips, and I could be like, I have an abundance of money, I can do this, I was doing that for a good amount of time, and then it goes on to like, when I was looking for a new apartment, I was like, oh, I should probably like, pay around this, and I was like, Anna, Anna, you have an abundance of money. So so what I'm trying to say, it's not always about how much money you actually have, it's your perception of how much money you have, right? I had, like, I physically had the money to spend, a, like, a good amount on an apartment, like, rent an apartment in London, but my perception, and I had, like, a little limitation over my head, but, like, oh, you probably shouldn't, though. You probably shouldn't. You should probably save it. You should probably just get somewhere a little less nicer. And then I had a switch and I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to tap my car. I'm going to I'm gonna sign a contract. I know I can pay it. I know I'm going to have it. And I know I have that money. But it's allowing, like it was that allowing myself to spend that. So that was the next step. And then, you know, good things are coming to me. And I'm like, wow, this is very interesting. And then what, like a month later, which was like a week ago or something, I bought a new car. And for a second, I was like, should I think about it? And I was like, no, I have, like, it's that percent, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't think, oh, well, I can't buy a new car because I'm not, I'm in a uni student, I'm in a student budget, obviously. But I'm saying, go back to the broccoli. Go, go back to what realm of money do you have? Buy things within that budget but think that you have an abundance of it. Don't think that you are broke, okay? So like slowly am I, and I, the thing is, 
I was like, normally I would hesitate over saying this because I'm like, Anna, is this the right advice or is this what you should be thinking too? Like, surely life isn't about spending money. Life isn't about that. Because my mum has very kindly humbled me in my life about money. So I always, that's why I haven't got a car in the last two years when I could have got a car two years ago because I was like, oh, but I, I don't need it. I can get a train and I can whatever. Anyways, as I was driving on the motorway, like the other day, I called my therapist, just having a little catch up, <laughs> not actually a therapy call. And I did actually have some things I wanted to talk about, but I was saying, I was like, wow, like, please humble me if this is not the right way to think. But like, this car feels like, I feel like I've leveled up. And she was like, you've hit the nail on the head. And to hear a 50 year old woman who's very spiritual and has all, like has taught me all my life lessons that I've like taken with me and shown you through the podcast, to have a 50 year old woman, spiritual 50 year old woman go, Anna, this is what it's about. You can spend your money. And this is, she, she said to me, this is what leveling up is about. You are leveling up because you are buying things that allow you to save energy and time and create a better life for you. And you are, you are leveling up. This is how, she goes, the billionaires, there's a reason why they can buy the mansions. There's a reason why, you know, it, it takes certain mindset shifts to be able to get to that place. It's not about suddenly like, having those fortunes come to you you have to make space for those fortunes to come to you and I genuinely think I'm on that path like and it's kind of exciting like it's exciting and I think we can all do it I genuinely think we can all do it two years ago was I working on a grocery shopping salary earning what no more than 400 pounds a month maybe 350 pounds a month maybe not even that I don't even know how much money was I earning yeah probably that amount and I just started making TikToks in my room. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's the path for everyone, but I genuinely think that there is stuff out there to grow. Wow, I've really just chatted. I think it's interesting though, because I I think I hold off talking about this stuff because I do try and stay humble and I do try to like, I don't want to trigger anyone. Like I don't want to trigger anyone, and but I forget that like, I went to Loughborough this last weekend and it was interesting to see uni students interested about this and almost finding it inspiring because I thought it would put them down and make them feel shit about themselves but really like because I met some lovely girls which actually um said they like we met in the gym and then they came to the coffee shop and they were just so funny like they were just bonkers but I loved it and I was like oh give me feedback about my podcast like what should I talk about what about this and they're like we like hearing when you talk about things you've achieved like they liked my like hype up Gymshark weekend podcast episode because it makes them feel like they can like they can achieve more and I was like that's so interesting like yeah so I want to share these things and do give me feedback on this podcast episode if you found it interesting because clearly I can chat about it because I have not stopped talking so let's answer some more questions how to monetize your work when you first start out so I'm thinking this is the only thing I can obviously say is from social media so for me First steps is building your brand. Put your effort in building who you are. You need to have your accounts as your 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 brand. And what that means is you hold values. So for example, Anna Archer Fitness is my brand. That That is my company. Anna Archer is the person. So on Instagram, I have an Anna Archer Fitness account. I then have an Anna Archer private account, which I say is private, but it has like 40K instagram followers or not whatnot i am 
the person behind it. That's where I show a bit more behind the scenes, me going to a party, me like with friends or maybe not fitness stuff, sometimes fitness stuff. It's behind the scenes of Anna Archer Fitness because then people get an element of like seeing Anna Archer Fitness, but then seeing even more, finding even more like, oh shit, she's a person. Um, so that's like kind of, you know, there's, there's lots of things. It's not always about making just content for earning money. Like, you wanna, the, the the way that you have a sustainable brand is by creating who you are and becoming a content creator or an influencer or whatnot. It's not about what you do or what you look like. Maybe some people, they get it like that. You know, they're a really hot person that gets them through, but I don't even think that's sustainable. And I don't even think that's gonna do you good for your soul. Cause like, how are you gonna thrive when you know that you're making money off your looks? Like genuinely. So if you're like a fitness content creator or whatever, let's say YouTuber, like I think YouTube, for me, I'm really now understanding what YouTube means because YouTube shows people the inside of your life. It's not about what you do. It's not the fact that Emma Chamberlain likes coffee and thrifts and does painting. It's who she is as a person. It's her realistic, it's her, it's it's who she is and we love that of her so we watch her, right? Because someone else can thrift and paint in their room but we're not gonna watch them do that in silence. We don't give a shit, but if we like the person, we will. So I know I've kind of taken this thing aside of like, how do we start monetizing? But it is all about this brand aspect, who you are as a person. And what is very interesting is the more you work on yourself, the better it will become, which is very interesting because I used to think like, no, the more amount of hours that I put into my social content creation, the more successful I would be. To a limit, yeah. You know what, if I put out more YouTube videos and I put out more TikToks and I put out that, yes but it will plateau or it will, won't be me anymore because like you need to adapt and grow as a person. If you can become more wise and more knowledgeable and more empathetic and more kind and and more understanding of the world and, and heal your trauma, will you be able to become a genuinely better person and then share more of that and 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 your work will come easier and all of that stuff. So. How do you start monetizing? Going back to the question, build your brand, then you're able to, once you start getting the views, you are able to then charge companies. So you wanna be getting on your emails, you wanna be putting it on your link tree, you wanna maybe be um, making a LinkedIn and looking at your DMs for companies. You might start off as just like, if you're like an influencer stuff, getting gifting. And I wanna make sure that like, if you are getting gifted, do make sure that like, if you can charge, charge because Basically, companies like to gift because they're giving a free product to get free advertising. If you have followers, and I mean, even like 30K and above, like I don't even think there's a certain number, but like it's about having an engaged audience. If you have an engaged audience, it's that's more important than having 500,000 Instagram followers with a less engaged audience. So yeah, start charging. Now it is hard to know what you can start to charge. And to be fair, it's just a game. Like throw out some numbers. If you're starting, put out 100, 200, 300 pounds. Then, you know, on an odd email, check out 500, then check out 1K, 2K, like just throw numbers out, learn to negotiate as well, read books, learn how to, um, you know, learn the power of negotiation, put in your price, let them put in their price, find a middle ground. There is a lot of learning that I did, a lot of reading that I did. Um, But yeah, um, also putting on ads for YouTube can help, um, aiming for long-term partnerships, which I know is easier 
said than done. I think it's easier for fitness influencers. It's quite a normal thing to have a clothing brand and a protein brand associated with you that is long term. I personally really recommend that. That is my personal experience. Now, you could theoretically earn more money if you constantly do one-off ads with different brands because one-off ads pay more than long-term brands. That's the way that it works. I get paid more, like someone, like a company could pay me more for one Instagram reel and then I could be making like several Instagram reels, a YouTube video, um, stories and TikToks for like more than obviously what I get for one reel, but like not at the same rate, if that makes sense. Like not eight times the amount, not 10 times the amount. So yes, theoretically, you could be doing more one-off ads, but there's several things I wanna talk about. One, it loses your authenticity because if you are constantly putting ads out as an influencer or a creator, your audience will lose interest because they're like, what the fuck do you even stand for? Like, am I just a money thing? They won't know necessarily what to trust and if you're just chasing the money. And when you have an oversaturated content page, people just be like, Ugh. whereas for me, like I found people just know, people know I'm with Misfits and Gymshark. So when they see an ad or that I'm wearing it, they don't, they don't really notice it. They don't really see it as clearly because they're like, oh, of course we know she's with those two companies. And that's that. Another thing, because it's a long-term partnership, I have a contract that I am earning that for the next year, which one-off ads, you do not get that. You have to be chasing your emails. I cannot go on my emails for the next six months and be absolutely okay financially because I have long-term partnerships in place that are saying like, as long as I live, uh, not live, as long as I do my deliverables, I am getting paid. A Another one, how do you like to spend your fun money? So I guess earlier in the podcast, I talked about like putting um, money monthly into my personal account which I don't so basically what I tap out of my personal account so I guess that's my (laughs) fun money is basically anything less than like 10 pounds like if it's like a three pound coffee if it's a two pound lip balm you know like just the little taps I don't personally want to tap that on my business account because it's a waste of time for me to be taking in a receipt to take a picture to file it on my tax accounts to basically like get three pounds expense like for me I can't be bothered so that's what I tap my like little money on and I don't really like I know I have enough money in that so then if I spend money like 15 pounds on a meal 20 pounds 30 pound 40 pound more I'll get a receipt and make that a business expense but what do I spend my fun money on you know I guess like I can't put alcohol on my business so if I go out like that's what I'm tapping that on but again, I don't really drink anymore. So there's not really much coming out of my personal account. But again, fun money for me also counts as like coming out of my business account. So for me, fun money is like spending money on clothes, <laughs> um, getting maybe like new shoes, holidays. Oh my God, holidays. Like when I say new shoes and clothes, like I don't really actually spend that much. But yeah, I love to tap my card on a holiday, flights, accommodation, experiences for me because like I think one thing to understand and this is me giving advice from someone who was like frantically stressingly saving all the time you have to give yourself permission to spend stuff because life is about also the present moment like yes we have to have our head switched on and right okay this is the amount of money I should be saving but like to an extent you want to be living like you want to be living and again take this in the way that you can take this but 
let's say the last two years, I've been earning a good amount of money. I can, I can spend. And there were points when I wasn't. And I remember when I started tapping my card on clothes and shoes and cars and things like that, it was like foreign for me because like I've grown up that like if you tap your card at materialistic things, you are like egotistical and you're not humble and you have the wrong values in life. But like, I should also like, the thing that I've learned the last couple of months is like, I am allowed to. I am allowed to spend my money because if I can get like, I've started investing in like my bed sheets. I've bought organic cotton, expensive bed sheets and a nice, nice pillows and I've bought nice duvets and I'm gonna buy a nice mattress because I want, like, if I'm earning a certain amount of money, why am I not, like, why am I leaving it, why am I putting it all to save when I'm 60 years old? Why not have a nice bed to lie in at night? Why not live in a nice apartment, you know, like, and obviously I'm saying that with a disclaimer that not everyone can do that, but like, with the money that you have, make sure that you are treating yourself to an extent, because what's the point of earning your money if you can't allow yourselves to go out for a dinner with your friends or experience something or something like that. So that's kind of something that's kind of come to my awareness. And then another thing that's kind of been like asked about money is like, oh, like, do you spend money on friends and family? And this was an interesting thing for me. As soon as I started earning money, I did not let a friend pay for anything when they were with me. Like, I'd be buying their food, their tr- like, I would just like not let them. For me in my head, I did not understand because they're on like a completely different income. I know what it's like to like be scarce around money. And I, why, why let them pay for a meal when like, for them like 10 15 pounds is a lot and for me it it wasn't so for me like I would do that and that was what like I don't have many like I wouldn't do that to like any old friend I only have like five really good best friends obviously I have other friends as well but like people that I actually meet up and go for meals and like see they're my true best friends and I know that my friends before the social media stuff and they have supported me through everything and I know that they don't hang out with me just for that So for me, like, I let myself tap that, but it came to a point where, like, I think it was a mutual thing of my friends being like, Anna, please let me tap my card. Like, I think, like, and when I was, like, with my boyfriend the last year, like, I would tap my card at everything, like, grocery shops, every single thing, because I was like, you're not earning the money I'm earning. So why would, why would you, like, 30 pounds for you is a lot more than 30 pounds is for me. So I'd be like, let me tap my card. And it came to a point where they would come to me and be like, but Anna, I then feel bad and I don't feel responsible. So I had to almost find a balance of like letting my friends pay for things so that it's more healthy and also so that they, I guess, also don't expect it. So like it is a treat when I like tap my card with them and stuff. But like, I think I am pretty good with stuff. And like, I want to come to a point where like, I can treat my family a lot more. I think I can, but they are also fine by themselves. But like, grocery shops like I'll do that and like I'm taking them out for a meal then you know another day not at the point where I'm buying them cars and stuff because I think also I have a protective nature over my money like yes I'll be kind about it but I think it's good that I have a boundary like I am not earning my money so that I can maybe that sounds bad I don't know but I'm not earning my money so that I can buy them out of certain things like oh I'll pay off the rest of your mortgage and I'll do that I'll do that when I have a lot more money and I have room 
like as I said if you're earning 30 pounds a two pound broccoli if you're earning 100 pounds then a four pound coffee if you're earning a grand you can do a hundred pound shop if you're earning do you know what I mean like as you go up can you take a more of a percentage out to spend on other things right now I have my healthy balance of paying for things that I want paying for things for other people putting money on my coffee buying cars like I have my balance of stuff so they get a percentage like I in my head I have a certain amount of money that like I like to spend on other people and will that grow as I grow and I think also it's like another mindset shift that I need to like not go on but I can take you guys out for like a 200 pound meal like I I can do that and I want to do that and I want to practice doing that so that it becomes in my nature of like I can do that because when I practice doing those things does it again bring back the abundance of money that I have because if I can spend money on other people and give willingly and stuff like that it shows again to the world that I think that I have an abundance of money and that I'm not scarce of it now next question let's talk about savings what am I doing I briefly talked about financial advisor so where do we go so I have a pension so I've started putting money in a year now I basically the earlier you can put money into a pensions account the better because it actually grows off like compound interest so like if I put money now the fact that I'm putting money when I'm 20 years old like I started putting money when I was 20 um or maybe 19 I'm not sure no I think it was 20 when I'm 60 because it'll be 40 years like having interest it'll be so much more than putting like a lot of money in when I'm 40 years old for 20 years so you can actually just even if you put in like a hundred pounds or a grand or like 20 pounds in when you're 20 like that will be like grands when you are 60 years old but also there's finding that balance of like how much money do you want to put in your pension and what was very interesting I've gone not gone through a lot of financial advisors I've been on quite a few calls with like pension people and at one time was I very close to signing something that basically they convinced me to put a lot of money into my pension they were like basically if you put in like half of your income a month into a pension you could be getting like this amounts when you're six years old and obviously that just excited me and they just said like you obviously don't need the money now and like you still got the income and you're still fine and whatnot and then like I went to my accountant and she was like I don't think that's a good idea like I don't think so and I'm glad she said that because I didn't do it and I realized that's not what I wanted to do because yes it would be really cool to have like not even to say that much money when I'm older because I know that I'm gonna have it in different ways and that like I'm still gonna have a lot of money because I am putting money into my pension but the degree of the amount of money I put in a pension I don't think was needed to put like half of my income into it because when you put money into your pension you cannot touch it until you're retired and I don't even think it's 60 I think it's older but you cannot touch it so even if I go broke even if like anything like I can't touch it so for me like I don't, I don't want to be doing that. And also, like, again, as I said, I want to be earning money and I want to be living. I want the new car. I want the nice apartment. I want to be living a certain way while I'm earning it and not living a broke lifestyle up until I'm six years older than being like, oh, I have millions. Let me give it all to my children and people around me. Like, yeah, I'm going to love my children, but I'm going to have money. Like, I'm going to be able to do that as well. But I want to live my life, like, with a way of having money, if that makes sense. So then... You basically have a tax deductible amount that you can put into your pension. I don't have it on the top of my head. It might be 5K, it might be 10K. So that can go into like 
your pension, which is like tax deductible, which basically means you're not going to get taxed on it. Then you can basically have ISAs where you can put like, I think 20, 25k. I really can't remember the exact prices, guys. So I'm really going off nothing here, but maybe even more. But you can put out, you could basically put money into like an ISA, which is like a savings account and you can take money out of it but the longer you keep the money in does it grow so it's like a pension but it's not because you can take money out of it and it has slightly different rules but every year you can put in a chunk of money so I do that so you can obviously you don't have to put the maximum amount in there like you don't have you can put in 100 pounds a year in your pension if you wanted to and if that's what you can do you can put 10k a year like you can do what's for you I personally want to do the maximum optimal amount for tax deduction so i put those away so I filled up my pension I fill up my ices every year and then basically the next step is me contacting this financial advisor which is going to give me like a very intense breakdown of like how much money she's going to give me an exact figure of like I I want you to be spending now I uh, like I'm saying all of this like you know I I know that I <laughs> I know that I have knowledge on these topics but also I don't know how much I don't know whether she's gonna come to me and be like Anna you need to be spending four times the amount and I'm gonna be like what like because I have still a slightly like savings head on she might say no Anna it would actually be more beneficial if you were spending this amount or more now obviously I'm not just gonna spend it on random stuff like I would spend it on things that are gonna create my business better and this is what it's all about like things like getting a better camera is gonna make my videos better getting a better podcast microphone setting up a podcast studio within my house, buying a sofa, making that a business expense, buying new headphones, buying a better laptop, buying a ticket to go to Australia and making Australia content for a month, traveling around the world, getting a nicer apartment, like all of these things inevitably (laughs) help me live a better life, create better content. I don't mean it in the way of like live a better life and that makes my content better. I don't think me having a cooler car and a cooler house will make me cooler on my accounts that's not what it's about it's about making my life easier if I can get an uber somewhere instead of getting a uh, like a train or something because let's say I'm turning up like this was another thing that shifted me like when I was in London the last couple of weeks or something and normally like to get to a photo shoot I would then get on a train and get on this and then I was like wait yes you could do that and it's cheaper but right now my shift of like what is most valuable to me is not necessarily money it's not like oh okay I'd rather get a 10 pound train than a 40 pound uber it is what is going to save my time and energy because that is the most critical thing right because I have money coming in but it's now what I'm playing with is time and energy if I can work less hours and earn more money perfect it so if I can get a 20 minute uber ride rather than like an hour of travel and I can turn up to a photo shoot ready in my prime optimal state and energy and you know when you like travel on like public transport and you get all like weird and flustered if I can make that decision and be like I'd rather spend 40 pounds and turn up with my head on straight that is going to be more beneficial to my work and income and provide me with even more money and bring me even more because I am I'm using what is most valuable to me if that makes sense like I'm like for me mine is energy and time so that is why I've employed Alex right and I've employed and I pay people to do other tasks for me I pay other people to edit my YouTube videos because my most valuable energy and time is my voice my words my content me recording a podcast me recording a YouTube video me recording TikToks and also my valuable time is 
giving myself time in my day to work on myself you know my valuable time is going to therapy my valuable time is going on a mental health walk to clear my head so that I can come back and do a good podcast so as you earn more money does your shifts of money change so I yeah (laughs) by the way if I sound like I'm on adrenaline it is I'm literally shaking because you know when your coffee hits you like I've had breakfast and stuff but because I'm just chatting about things that excite me I'm just on like fast pace So someone said, I don't know how to start my own business. I don't know how to learn. I don't know what to do. Research and make it fun. This is all about making things fun. If it's not at your priority at the moment, if this podcast is, you know, great, but you're like, but it's not really what I'm working on at the moment, that's okay. But like, if it is and it's inspired something about you, get on YouTube, start researching, start, like, I remember when I didn't even know what to charge for a post, I was like watching videos and I was watching and I was reading things and trial and error with the emails and reading books about money and negotiation and terms and becoming so wise and I have not I'll be honest I have not been doing reading or research for the last eight months because I think I was doing it when I was in my like overproductive era and trying to be a bad b and I was I increased my contracts I was getting more money and I switched my head on with money and then I obviously went through like a mini burnout And then I went through like a really spiritual stage and I was like, I don't mind what I'm earning. I was still earning well, but I was like, I'm not pushing for that. Now I'm like, I think I find a balance of like having that spiritual side of healing myself and doing that. But then also having this like masculine energy of like wanting to be a bad bee and earning money and earning more money. And now I'm like, okay, I want to learn about it more. So I'm going to go back into my reading phase. I've got my Rich Dad Poor Dad book, which I'm going to start reading. And it just, it's exciting. It's exciting to learn about it. And it's exciting to know more about the industry. Okay, this is a good one. What to do about work if you are struggling mentally? I think some people think that you've got to like always push through and push through. You need to like your work will be more successful when you are more successful inwardly. (laughs) When you sort out the internal shit, when you heal stuff, when you go to therapy, when you work on yourself, when you are kinder to yourself, when you give yourself more compassion will you grow internally and and will that then shape external things right when you just try only stay in the masculine side of things the doing the doing the doing oh let me just get more hours out let me pump more stuff out and you completely abandon that feminine energy and even if you're a guy you still have feminine energy it's just basically your intuition it's calming it's reflective it's stopping and doing nothing it's having a bath it's going on a walk maybe and not thinking about anything you know or like thinking about things when you stop and just be present that feeds the masculine energy of doing which then helps your work so if you are struggling mentally I would try make that the focus obviously I know some people still have to work you can still work while struggling you can still work while trying to heal yourself Um, it's just about not putting on the extra pressure to work even more. Okay, so I'm gonna finish the podcast on quite a nice question. It is, what are your financial and life goals? Well, I think a good thing to know is that they always do slightly change because of how you change as a person. Like, I remember the beginning of the year, I was like in my boss babe productive era and my like goal was just to make as much money as possible. Like, I was like, I wanna earn, like, I don't know if I should say it because I don't wanna be a certain way but I was like I want to earn this amount this year I want to earn three times my annual income I'm gonna do this and this and this and like I don't know like they were like the goals and stuff 
and then like I've done a lot of healing I've done a lot of therapy I've done a lot of inward work and at one point did I go backwards not backwards but as I explained like I was like oh I don't need to be spending money I don't need to be earning more money my I guess current life goals like if I'm being honest I just let a lot of room for imagination like yes it's in my mind and I know it's gonna happen and whatnot and I know it's gonna happen soon and I know that the steps that I make it's gonna lead there and whatnot but like I don't have written goals maybe I do need to do that but mine are more like I want to become big on YouTube I want and and not in a way of like I just want to be like a pop star it's like no I want to become a YouTuber like I want to become a YouTuber because I know that that's where a lot of people get to know you more and therefore you can build a real big community and I feel like the you your YouTube community and your podcast community is like your core community you can have a million I have a million followers on TikTok only a small percentage of them would would like really listen to me your YouTube community even more of that community will listen to you if that makes sense so my goals are to build the bigger the more important platforms while still continuing like TikTok and Instagram because they do help you know the platforms itself um I guess like buying things like just I don't even know I think my goals are more of a feeling like I am like right when I move into my house I'm gonna have really nice furniture I'm gonna like design my house I'm gonna have a podcast setup room I I make myself excited about the future I think that's what I do and I know it's gonna happen I'm like I'm gonna like now I've got my new cars like and then I'm thinking of going to Australia in like February so I'm like I'm gonna go to Australia I'm gonna get nice accommodation I'm gonna live out my life there um so it's more like just things that I want to do I don't know if that helps but um yeah just continually thinking about the next couple of months and then long-term goals I want to build my own brands and I have been talking about this probably for months now for months and you could say Anna but why aren't you doing it it's just not my priority at the moment and that's okay I'm not like I could easily compare myself to other influencers out there who are creating their own brands already I don't need to because I know it's coming but it's just like I am still building my brand I don't need to I I got questioned on this on a podcast once and I actually got quite I'm not gonna say offended but like they were basically saying like why are you not monetizing your brand yet why are you not monetizing your brand because what they mean by that is like why have I not created my own brand that is my own revenue stream like at the moment I earn money through other companies because I'm essentially like I promote Gymshark so they earn they make like they give me a lot of money instead of why am I not creating my own clothing brand that I get to earn all the money from and I'm just like because I'm busy because I'm loving the stuff that I'm doing and I'm creating my platforms I'm growing my platforms to be big so that when I do drop a product when I do drop a business an app a journal people will be like yeah I want that right instead of like trying to take money from people already like I'm like that's not my focus from you guys anyways but when I have more time on my hands or not even more time on my hands but when I'm like okay this is my phase of my life we never know January could come around I could be settling into my apartment and I'm like I have more time I want to start putting two hours a day to start creating the clothing and I want to start getting on the business calls I want to start making the journals right I just don't know when that time will come I know it's going to be coming soon and it's so exciting when it does and it will be a next chapter and that's when I'll be 
I'll probably create another limited company. So if I create a clothing company, I'll call it like Archer Clothing Limited so that that itself is another business. So all the income that I make from the Archer Clothing will go into that company. Any business expenses like buying the product, the stock, social media, content, paying influencers, like all of that stuff will come out of there just in case it doesn't do well or that it doesn't mess up my Anna Archer Fitness Limited stuff. So like I'll be opening up other companies, which will be really exciting. So I guess that's my long-term brands to put up my own stuff. I would love to do more like meet and greets or not even meet and greets, but like porks and meetups. I would love to like kind of tour around. I'd love to give speeches at schools. I would love to get involved more with the communities. I would love to obviously travel more and meet people around the world. Yeah, I think just continuously getting excited about life is really good. And you know, putting your hair in a slip back bun, putting on your headphones, walking to the coffee shop, playing some music and realizing that you're the shit. Little shifts like that, little mental shifts that you can run the world. Um, I think, I think helps me um, get into that perspective that you are a boss babe. And yeah, so I don't know, I, I get so excited about this stuff. So if you have any more questions and if you really want me to talk about things more, feel free to head over to the Inside Anna's Mind podcast Instagram, which there are weekly posts, really good weekly posts that are like little hype ups. But yeah, DMs are open, comments are free to comment whatever you want. Um, And yeah, I, I love talking about this stuff, gets me excited. And hopefully we can share more. So I hope you guys have a lovely day, week, evening, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.